Welcome to the Because Radio Road Trip. Today, we visited the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame. Let's go. I'm Jeremy Morantz. I'm here with Ross Wedlick, the president of Basketball Manitoba and the chair of the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame Museum. Thank you so much for joining me, Ross. You're very welcome. Glad to be here. First, let's start off uh, nice and general. Tell folks out there what the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame Museum is. It's a space that is dedicated to really two things. Number one, uh, we want to celebrate and mark the accomplishments of individuals and teams who have really created the glorious history of basketball in Manitoba, and their names are posted on a what we call big board, and those are the people that have been inducted into the Hall of Fame. The second part of it is more the museum part, and that's to preserve the artifacts, really, that make up the glorious history of basketball in Manitoba. And without a place like this, as probably most people would know, a lot of the stuff disappears because it gets thrown out or, you know, my mother had it and I don't know what she did with it and all that kind of stuff. So it gives a place where uh, those kinds of things can be preserved so that uh, the generation today can really see the history of the game and not uh, not believe that they started it, basically. That this, what's happening today is really just a product of what has been happening for hundred years. Manitoba, of course, and, and Canada, as you mentioned uh, earlier off mic, is, is very much known as a, as a hockey country, a hockey province. So why uh, is it important for a museum such as this one to exist? Well, it is definitely a hockey place. Uh, Canada is a hockey country, but that's changing somewhat too, and I think a lot of that is changing with the immigration patterns. Uh, when we have our uh, provincial tryouts, for example, for our uh, 16U and 15U and 17U teams, many of those young people now are recent immigrants to Canada. And hockey is not part of their culture. And uh, basketball is, because basketball is definitely a global game, much more than hockey is. Uh, hockey is played in certain parts of the world, but not a global game like basketball is. So we're seeing more and more young people being involved. And w whether uh, hockey is, has been number one or not, basketball has always been an important part of our history in Manitoba, and more so in many cases with a lot of local people who have really made their mark. And I think it's important that that uh, gets recorded so that, as I said before, people realize that the game that we're playing today is really just a product of the efforts of all of these people for many, many years. Canada really is in kind of a basketball frenzy with the recent win of the uh, the Raptors in the NBA championships. Uh, what do you think that win means for the future of basketball in Canada? Well, it means a lot. I mean, obviously, there's a certain uh, immediate impact of it and that everybody gets excited. But it settles after a while and people move on to other things. But I think for young people, for sure, basketball has now been shown to be an important part of Canada, like an increasing part of Canada. And I think that that's going to help. I know that we have seen at Basketball Manitoba an increase in the number of young people who are registering for what's called the WMBA, the Winnipeg Minor Basketball Association. We have an increasing number of uh, questions coming over the phone about how do I get involved as a player parents asking because the kids are excited about it it is it, it's a great game and let's be honest one of the big advantages it has for parents is it's relatively inexpensive 
you know, I think we all know the cost of games like hockey is increasing tremendously with the equipment and renting ice time, et cetera, et cetera, the travel that they do. But basketball really with a ball and a lot of outdoor courts that we have now around the city uh, can be played almost anywhere. And so uh, it's an advantage in that way. And a lot of parents, especially, as I said, parents who are recent immigrants are looking for opportunities for their kids to stay active and looking ways that maybe they don't have to spend a tremendous amount of money. <laughs> there is a huge cultural moment in this country happening around basketball right now. But we're standing here in the museum and I'm looking around and uh, it's clear to me that there is a rich and deep history of basketball uh, that's been going on for years here in Manitoba. So uh, I guess my, my question is, what's your, what's one of your, what are some of your favorite things that stand out uh, around us right now in the museum? Hard for me to pick out favorites because this is big. I've put a lot of time and blood and sweat into this place. It's kind of my baby, as I say. But one of the things that I really like is I'm looking at it right now is a timeline that we have, and I put a lot of effort into into deciding what should go into it. And the first date in the timeline is 1900. The last date is 2014. And uh, the, the first one is interesting because in our research, we found that the first recorded game of basketball played in Manitoba was in 1900. And it was played at what was called the old Osborne Drill Hall, which is now at the, uh, where the site of the Great West Life Building is, uh, right at the corner of uh, Broadway and Osborne. That's gone, of course, now. And it's interesting in that the score of the game was four to one. So obviously the skill level was, was uh, limited, but get basketball was just starting. We all know that the game of basketball wasn't invented until 1891 in Springfield, Massachusetts by a Canadian, we always say, who was living there at that time. So really when you think the game was invented in 1891 and first was played in Manitoba in 1900, if my math is correct, that's only nine years after it was invented. So that's an, an interesting fact for us to have, but we try to represent different parts of the game in, in, in the history. At the front is the University of Winnipeg. We're a guest here in, the, in their Duckworth Center and we want to give them uh, the uh, front line and so we do put a lot of old Westman stuff in it. One of the things that we just got that I'm looking at right now is a pair of warm-up pants from the early 1970s that was worn by the Lady Westman, as we call them now, or Westman women's team. But in those days, they were called the Westmanettes. And it even says that on the leg of the... Um, of the uh, warm-up pant, you know, which sounds odd today. As a matter of fact, when I played at the University of Manitoba in the 60s and 70s, the women's team was the Bisonettes. You know what I mean? That was just the term that was used to describe. Uh, and we have things that have that on it. So it's interesting to see how things have changed. There's also a uniform from the late 1940s, the Rockettes, which was a woman's uniform. And the reason it's interesting is because I have the article that goes along with it, and it explains how the young women on the team had to make their own uniforms because of course they had to learn how to sew and look after the home because in those days that was the culture and that was the role of women right and so it's a homemade uniform basically can you just imagine if you ask some of the women playing here today go home and make their own uniforms they would look at you with a pretty funny look <laughs> it's interesting to see the way the game has changed but um, it's also interesting to, as I said earlier just to have a, a record of this stuff so there's a, a tremendous amount of information one that's maybe very 
important to me is in the corner over there, and that is the uh, wood from the jump circle at the old University of Manitoba uh, Bison East Gym, where I played. And that's gone now, of course. There's a parking lot there. I always say they uh, uh, paved paradise and put up a parking lot because <laughs> it was a great place to play. And I jumped many a jump on that. So for me personally, that's one that I, I, look, I look at and it brings back a lot of good memories along with the picture that's with it. Uh, probably a lot of people maybe who might be listening to this don't know this name, but Joey Johnson. Now there's a cabinet displaying his medals. Joey Johnson is probably the most celebrated and successful basketball athlete ever to come out of Manitoba. And I'm sure people are thinking, I never heard of Joey Johnson. Well, he was a Paralympian. He was in a wheelchair basketball. And he won four gold medals in the Paralympics. And there's a display and there's actually one of his wheelchairs hanging above it. And, uh, you know, so there's uh, somebody that really needs to be recorded and recognized for his success. Uh, and Joey's a great guy, he lives in Lorette, Manitoba, and uh, he has been very supportive by allowing us to display a lot of his medals and his uniform or whatever. So there's something here for everybody, really, if you want to take a look, and it does change uh, fairly regularly. You really pack a lot into this space. It is really, it's quite incredible. Um, of course, the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame Museum is uh, in the Manitoba Heritage Trust Program. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that program has meant to you? Yeah, we're very happy to be involved with that now. About a year ago, we learned of this program through the Winnipeg Foundation. And uh, what it is is that uh, we now are uh, collecting donations from all of our friends and or members. And uh, we, uh, it all goes through the Winnipeg Foundation. And there are what are called stretch dollars that uh, the government of Manitoba will put in uh, and that, that will help. And our goal is to reach uh, $50,000 and with the stretch it will make it seventy-five. And then uh, with that we can basically use the interest on that amount to cover our operating costs in here. We do have a dinner every second year that does generate some income, and we are also recognized as a level one museum by the uh, Manitoba Heritage uh, Group, and so we do get a little bit of funding from that, where we're almost at up that to the $40,000 mark, so we're doing well. We've still got some work to do, but we have until 2021 uh, to reach our goal, and we will because we've had great support from a lot of our honored members whose names are on the board over here and other just friends of our museum. People listening out there, they want to uh, learn more, they want to come by, tell them what to do. Okay, it's this building, the Duckworth Center, is open basically almost every day of the year other than statutory holidays. So when the building is open, we're open. So that makes it great because we do have a lot, a lot of traffic goes through here. It's a great site and we're really indebted to the University of Winnipeg for giving us, allowing us to develop this site because it's very visible and as I said we do get a lot of traffic and still is I should say and I keep saying this and I'll keep saying it until somebody tells me otherwise, we are still the only province in Canada that has uh, a, a permanent site for a Basketball Hall of Fame Museum. As a matter of fact there is no National Basketball Hall of Fame site. So we're very, very lucky. When we have guests here from other provinces and we show them this, they are very envious. And a lot of it, as I said, is the University of Winnipeg allowing us to develop this site. So it's on the second floor of the Duckworth Centre. It's open every day uh, other than statutory holidays. There's no admission. You, uh, If you want 
uh, tour or at somebody to meet you here like me, I can be contacted through Basketball Manitoba and I'd be happy to meet people here and show them around if that's what they would like. And I do that often because I need to come here anyways to do a variety of things. So we'll welcome any, anybody who wants to come by Come and take a look and see. And if you've got things out there that is basketball related, that uh, maybe your parents or somebody had in your family or you had and you don't want anymore, give us a call. We'd be happy to have it. Anything like that, any memorabilia, clippings, programs, uniforms, any clothing, anything that is basketball related, we're glad to have. Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame Museum. you got to check it out, Ross. Thank you so much for talking to me today. You're very welcome. Thank you for being here. Thanks for joining us on the Because Radio Road Trip. We'll see you next week, same time, different place.